Hello and welcome to episode 44 of the Epic Classroom Podcast. My name is Trevor Muir and I like to talk about teaching. Whether it's stories and ideas from my own classrooms or lessons I've learned from other educators, I just love to explore ways to help students grow and thrive in school, but also for their educators to thrive as well. So that's what this podcast is. Whatever you teach or however you serve in schools, how can you lead a more dynamic, impactful, meaningful, and epic classroom. Hey everybody, welcome to the very first episode of the year 2024. Happy New Year, if I haven't told you that already. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, if this is the very first time you've tuned into the Epic Classroom Podcast, welcome. Uh, I, I, I can't wait uh, to get to know you a bit, or at least for you to get to know me. I guess there's not a whole lot of back and forth, um, but uh, there's a lot of other places you can get to know me and I can get to know you. Feel free to check out my website at trevormuir.com where I've got a bunch of resources and ways for us to connect um, and, and opportunities for us to connect even more if you'd like me to come your way and speak. That's something I get to do a lot of uh, that I love to do these days. And so um, lots of different opportunities there. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, welcome back. Um, I just want to talk about snow days for a little bit because right now I am in the midst of one here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Since last Friday, we've received almost two feet of snow. It has just been coming down, dumping. My kids are on their third snow day of the year, meaning they've only been to school three days in the year 2024. So they've had a lot of time at home with their mommy and daddy. And uh, holy smokes, that's been a lot of time with my kids in the last month. And I love them to death. They are uh, my pride and joy, and we have loads and loads of fun together. But uh, man, we've had some serious quality time. And uh, I'm actually here at the public library in um, Ada, Michigan, the little town that we live in. And my kids are outside reading a book, watching the snowfall while I'm in here recording a podcast. And then as soon as I'm done recording this, they're gonna come in and we're gonna record our own podcast. Uh, and they're gonna give other kids who listen ideas of what they can do on snow days and then when we're done with that we're going to go and get geared up and we're going to go sledding for the 19th time in the last five days because uh, that's what you do on snow days and that's kind of what I want to talk about and then I'm going to shift into something even bigger than just snow days in this episode I want to zoom back even more and talk about physical activity and what that does for kids um, but let's talk with snow days first you know we've had a whole string of them as I said here and for my kids yeah, these snow days it's been like an endless recess for them and, and and since Friday we have just done lots and they have done lots because I still have to work I still have to um, do all the different things I do and so it's kind of been like hey guys go play you can't just sit around here and watch me work I need you to go outside and so it's like the 1980s again I'm just kicking them out and I'm like all right see you at dinner all right that's not completely true I've, I've done a lot of playing with my kids too uh, but a lot of it is just been them making their own fun out in the snow sledding uh, we have just done an insane amount of sledding we actually 
um, our family, we live on a cul-de-sac and we've invited uh, our other really good friends to come and live on the cul-de-sac with us. And so all of our friends live there and we just turn the woods behind our houses into this giant play world. And in the winter, uh, we created this huge luge going through the woods with big high banks that we built in the summer, uh, made out of big long logs that curve. And, and, and now with all this snow, we built up these banks. So it forms this like bobsled track all through the woods, winding down through the hills and that uh, we put the kids on these big tubes with helmets of course but there's no f going off these these tracks because we built them up so much and so the kids have been out there luging and sledding and and they've built these giant snow forts and there's just ongoing snowball fights my friend ryan on the cul-de-sac he built his own um ice skating rink uh in their yard and so he built this big rink and so kids have been playing broom ball and ice hockey and it's just been endless amounts of fun all the neighborhood kids just get out and they've just been playing and laughing and and going for it and then whenever we get little breaks all the dads and moms get breaks from our work uh we go out and we play with them and it's just been so good it's and and you know for my kids you know they they have some screen time in the morning and maybe a little bit at night, but we're pretty un unplugged in our family. We don't really game very much and we don't do a whole lot of tablets unless it's a road trip and then tablets are life. But uh, it, it's a lot of unpluggedness and boy, that has just been exemplified during these snow days. They've just been out and going for it. Uh, right now I'm building my son a bunk bed in his bedroom, um, which maybe I'll have to talk about that later on because that's been a lot of fun and I think there's some lessons to be learned from building bunk beds but uh, I was up there uh, two nights ago and it was like nine degrees outside last night it was four degrees but uh, it was nine degrees outside and I'm up there working and it's like the the warmest place in the house because I've got my saw and it's it's upstairs and all the heat rises and so it's kind of a nice thing to do on a cold snowy day and uh, I hear somebody shoveling and I'm like that's weird I've already shoveled the driveway and I look out there and it's my son just shoveling up snow to build a snow fort and it's like six o'clock at night it's starting to get dark and it's nine degrees and this kid is choosing to be out there at nine years old to build a big giant snow fort by himself and I, I remember seeing him and I was like so proud that he's out there so self-sufficient doing this work but then I also was reflecting on like man this kid's got a lot of energy right like he, the, he, this kid has a lot of energy to play and build and and do these things and and I and I'm a little envious of that I'm like man I wish I had that kind of energy like if, if he had a an Apple watch he would be racking up the calories uh, you know he'd be closing his rings by like 10 a.m. Um, <laughs> And, and he's just and he just goes and goes and goes and goes and watching them these three snow days and then on the weekends and I and I notice this all the time but man it's just been my reflection lately seeing how much energy my kids have been expending outside trudging through snow and sledding and snowball fights and snow forts and playing and all this stuff it's just really exemplified the fact that they have got a lot of energy to expend and on days like these snow days where we make them get out and play Play in it they're they're using all this energy and 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 but that I've been thinking about it like you know it's not that they only have this energy reserved for snow days right like this energy doesn't just pop up on days off from school it doesn't just show up on the weekends they've got this this physical energy to expend every single day and yet a lot 
of my kid's life is spent sitting in a chair at a desk, not really using this energy at all. And, and, and this isn't a shot at, uh, and I just want to pause real quick. There's a little window into this podcast recording studio and my kids just keep peeking into it. It's very distracting. So I got to just drop the, a, a good old fashioned teacher look at them for a moment. Maybe it's a parent look when you're uh, when it's a snow day, but I'm just going to drop a quick look. So they know to go read instead of interrupting my podcast. I could have just paused it here, but I want you to see my real life during snow days. Okay. I think they've got the message. Um, so they've got all this energy as, as just shown right here. And, and you know, on days off, they get to, to expend it and it's good and it's abundant and they love it and it's memorable, but so much of school has been sitting and, 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 you know, they've, both of my kids have absolutely wonderful teachers and they're at a wonderful school and, and both of their teachers have such unique ways of getting them out of their seats. And so I love that they do that. But there's also just no denying that the school system is very stationary at times, especially when you get into the secondary grades from middle school all the way through high school. It becomes even more and more stationary. And yet you've got these young people with all of this energy they need to get out. But then in elementary, a lot of it is spent sitting. It's 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 been stationary. Um and, and, and it's just got me thinking as I'm seeing them just burn all of these calories and have this much playtime and unstructured fun, how little of that they often see in school. And not just my kids, but kids all over the place. You know, I, I was reading research recently uh, done by a Gallup poll about how, you know, 40% of schools, elementary schools nationwide, have cut back on recess programs or eliminated recess altogether. So, I mean, it recently, you know, this is post-COVID, 40% of schools have cut back or eliminated recess. I'm sorry, I can't imagine a world where elementary kids don't get some recess. You know, my kids, they get some. They, every day they get, it, they get two 15 or 20 minute um, recess breaks uh, to where they get to go out and man, I mean, and, and they use it. It, it, it. If you ask any kid, if you ask my kids, if you pretty much ask any kid in the world, hey, what was your favorite thing at school today? The most common response you're going to get is recess followed by lunch, right? Both social activities where kids are out of their seats for a certain amount of time, moving and doing something other than sitting and getting information, right? Like recess is a coveted, coveted thing it, in schools, especially elementary school, and yet 40% of schools have cut recess back or eliminated it altogether. That is a travesty that does not match up with research of what kids need. They need to go and spend energy. There's tons of research that shows that students actually are more responsive. You know, actually, I'll read you uh, what I read uh, with the research done by the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. It reported well, so I'll read the whole thing and then we'll break it down. It says they reported that 77% of school principals have admitted that they withhold recess as a punishment. And in that same report, eight out of 10 principals acknowledge that time to play, unstructured time to play, has a positive impact on student achievement. And two thirds of principals stated that students listen better after recess and are more focused in class. Now, I don't want to make this, this, this podcast about, you know, withholding recess as a punishment. I think we might have already done a uh, podcast on that, but we can dive into that deeper as, at another point. But I think it does make an interesting point that, you know, we all know that re 
recess has a benefit on students. It helps them in achievement. We helps it helps them with engagement. It helps them uh, with behavior and and following the rules and paying attention and engaging in class. We know that recess has this benefit, and yet it's often withheld as a punishment. And so your punishment for not following the rules is to take away something that actually helps you follow the rules. But then we'll let's zoom even further back. We're going to cut something that kids need. We're going to cut something from schools that help them grow and succeed. And, and you know, when I'm watching my kids burn this kind of energy on these snow days, it makes the point that they have got this energy to expend, and quite often it doesn't get expended. And I wonder if this explains a lot of behavioral problems we see in classrooms. I wonder if that helps explain why some kids are, are act out or, or why they don't follow rules or why they're not paying attention or why they get in trouble is because they've got a lot of unspent energy bottling up and the school system is too often about being stationary, too stagnant and not physical, not an opportunity for them to get to go burn those calories and expend that energy and expand their creative minds and use imagination instead it's so much structure when sometimes kids need unstructured time that's why i would encourage anybody listening to this if you have kids to give your kids more and more unstructured time you know like my kids they're in piano practice and they're they do my daughter does my son does piano my daughter does violin he played um flag football this fall my uh daughters and girl scouts i love these structured activities for them it's so good and yet we are, my wife and i we are so careful about structuring too much of their time i also need them to be able to go and be bored at home i want them to go out and find things to do i want them to go make friends with neighbors i want them to go in the woods and skin their knees and 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 have fun in nature making and creating their own fun and i want them to do that at school as well and and i want them to do it in a physical way not all the time there is a place for structure and there's a place for unstructure if that's a word or a way to use it in that way but th there, there's a place for both and so this isn't a call to action hey we need to eliminate all structure from school no but I do think we have to prioritize this reality that kids need time to play they need time to move they need time to be physical now if you're a teacher listening to this podcast right now, which I think a lot of you are, or even an administrator who doesn't have all of the decision-making power. It's like, listen, I get it. You don't have control necessarily about how much time kids get at recess. Maybe we can shift our policies and not withhold recess as much as possible, uh, knowing that it's actually maybe more detrimental than finding another consequence for misbehavior. And so maybe, maybe that's something we can do is, hey, give students as much recess as we can give. But the truth is a lot of us are like, you know what? I can't increase recess time. That's not within my power. That may be a school board decision or a district administration. So yeah, maybe we advocate for that, but yeah, that's out of your power. So what do we do about this? And it's like, well, maybe we need to find opportunities to be more physical in our classrooms, give students more physical movement opportunities within our structured time in the classroom. You know, for instance, my son's fourth grade teacher, he came home the other day and he, I said, what was your favorite thing at school? And of course his response was recess. I said, all right, what was your favorite thing that wasn't recess or lunch? That's often a question I ask my kids at school. 
And uh, he said, oh, today in uh, my teacher's class, we're learning about erosion and, and how physical uh, uh, natural events can erode soil. And so they were learning about erosion in fourth grade science class. And he said, Mr. Phillips took us out to the playground in different parts of the school grounds. And we had to go make observations of where we saw erosion taking place. And so the Mr. Phillips probably did some direct instruction in class. And, and he probably maybe watched, showed them a video or they had, uh, had them read an article or read out of a book or something like that but then there was this applicable this application part of the lesson where they went out and tried to find examples of this erosion happening and and he was so my son was so excited about this one because it was really fun to get to go and apply the science you were learning he got to go and discover where this erosion is happening and compare it to what he was learning he loved that aspect of it um, but he also loved getting to go outside during class he loved getting to get out of his seat and and be out in the fresh air and run around and get a little dirty and uh, and be out of the classroom we all like to get out sometimes kids included and and so I love that activity that his teacher did I think that's a brilliant idea because you know what his teacher probably can't go and extend recess time on a daily basis for his kids even though I bet he wishes he could but the truth is they get 15 minutes of recess two times a day and and that's how much time my son's teacher can bring him out for that but he can find creative ways to tie physical, outdoor, a little less structured activity into his curriculum. You know, in a similar way, you know, when, when I w had high school students, um, you know, high schoolers, adolescents, they need to get out as well. They've got a lot of physical energy they need to burn. And, you know, and so one time uh, I was teaching the short story to build a fire and uh, my students, we read through it together. And if you don't know that story, it's about a man who has to travel through the Arctic um, and it's like 30, 40 degrees below zero. And uh, he falls through the ice and he ends up having to build a bonfire to stay warm, um, but he's unsuccessful with that and he ends up freezing to death. Really uplifting piece of literature. Uh, but we read th this famous short story and then we went out in the snow because it was because I live in Michigan and about uh, 13 months out of the year it's snowing or cold here. Um, we went out in the snow and I gave them the exact same supplies uh, that the character, the protagonist in this novel had. And uh, we had a big competition to see who could build a lasting fire and we did that and you better believe my students loved it every year we would do this and it was like this coveted things that kids would hear about and they would look forward to and we would go out and we would build these fires and yeah you know what sometimes I would bring a bag of marshmallows with me because if we had a successful fire which we always had at least one um, we would cook some marshmallows and so we had a little bit of that fun element and it was obviously physical because we had to hike through the snow to get out there and we had to build fires and collect wood and sticks and it was this whole experience that you know my outdoorsy kids the ones who grew up camping were like oh I get to do this thing I love at school and then my kids who didn't grow up in this way didn't grow up camping like my kids get to do and that I just absolutely cherish getting to do um, they're getting to be exposed to something new and they're getting to see some of the joys of 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 the outdoors and building fires and it's good and they spend spend the rest of the day smelling like campfire smoke and uh, there's always some complaints about all oh, these kids smell like campfire smoke and it's like oh well you'll be all right because they had out they had a learning experience they're not going to forget and it was tied to content right like we still had a unit test on to build a fire but now there's this deeper learning that's happening because there's this 
physical kinesthetic aspect to it, right? They're doing something with their learning and it's physical. They're getting to burn energy. And, and I just, I love finding ways to marry the two, get something fun and physical mixed with a content learning experience. And so maybe that's the call to action. If you can't extend recess, maybe you can find more ways for kids to move around while they're learning in your class. You know, maybe it's uh, it, one of my favorite um, music uh, discussion strategies is playing music and I've done this with teachers in my workshops and I've done it many times with students of all ages saying all right here is the discussion prompt I want you to walk around the classroom listening to music I'm going to put on music and I want you to walk around thinking about your response when the music stops whoever you're closest to you have to actually discuss it with and again this is really fun to do with teachers because it gets people mixed up especially you know if I'm conducting a workshop with teachers from an entire district and it's it's always interesting to have an elementary teacher share their perspective with a high school teacher or a middle school science teacher uh, share their perspective with an AP English teacher and so we'll do this and when the music stops they have to talk to somebody but then you do it with students too and it's an opportunity for them to get to talk to people who they might not normally talk with but again it's also an opportunity for them to move around and be physical and burn some energy which has this lasting impact on their learning which also is a necessity for kids. They've got this energy to burn and we've got to give them opportunities to do it. And so elementary teachers, advocate for more recess. Find times for kids to have unstructured playtime. Uh, high school teachers, uh, find more ways to make learning more physical and interactive in this way. Middle school teachers, what if you added a little bit of recess as well? Uh, I worked at a brilliant school over in Detroit, Michigan, the Creative Montessori Academy, and uh, they still have recess for middle school, and I love it. I think it's so good, and they love it, and the kids love it, and, and it's just unstructured playtime. Um, and hey, policymakers, hey, let's not cut PE. Let's, let's keep gym class. Let's, let's keep paying PE teachers to be in our school and, and find ways to get kids moving because they need it. Uh, let's all do these things because learning should be hands-on. It should be applied, it should be physical because um, kids clearly have this energy to burn. So if you are a parent, I encourage you to spend your snow days unplugged. I encourage you to send the kids outside, even if they're a little cold, uh, and embrace all that is a snow day. If you're a teacher, I encourage you to embrace more physical activity with your students. And if you live down in Florida, enjoy having warm weather, or all of you warm weather states, enjoy, or, or countries, wherever you're listening. If you're warm, embrace that, because uh, I'm looking forward to the days when it gets warm again. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. It's a snow day. My kids keep picking, peeking into the window, so I think it's time that we go get our gear on and, uh, and go sledding and, and snowball fighting and all that good stuff. So thanks for listening to the Epic Classroom Podcast. I think I said it at the beginning, but if I didn't already, you can find Find more of my work at trevormuir.com where I regularly blog and post videos and my podcast you can find there and a bunch of resources and my online course or if you're somebody who uh, organizes conferences or PD at your school just know that uh, my spring is quickly quickly booking up but I do have space coming up this summer so feel free to get in touch soon I would love to come your way um, thank you everybody for listening I will talk to you next time this is Trevor Muir and this is the epic classroom podcast <laughs>